anyway, I, I don't, I didn't get it. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to I Don't Get It. This is a podcast about performances in Edmonton, and we actually saw one this week um, that was actually in Edmonton, too. So, uh, yeah, um, we saw Tracks, uh, which is being presented as part of the Fringe off-season series. Um, it was all online. It was interactive. It was pretty cool. Um, and joining me for that was uh, our usual, uh, one of our regular correspondents, Colleen Fian. Um, so, yeah, we'll get right into that. And before I forget, I will say that we are happy to be part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. And with that, we will get to the review. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Fonda. How how are you doing out there in this wild new world? <laughs> I just, you know, it's here. Have a little more change. Have a little more change. It's sort of like the universe is just like plucking things away and being like, here, try living without this. Hi, try living without that. <laughs> But I think it, from a grateful perspective, it's, you know, sort of helping you zero in on what's important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, so we we did get to see a show together, sort of. Um, we, we both watched uh, this last week. We both watched Tracks. Um, so so set us up a little bit, Colleen. What is the what is the format that we get to see Tracks in? So uh, when viewing tracks, you did have to buy tickets ahead of time and then you're sent a password and you get to log into um, the the digital program where on your laptop or whatever where and you get to watch the show. And um, it was kind of neat because just sort of if you tuned in a little bit early, um, you were sitting there on your computer and they invite you to dim the lights in your living room and get a glass of wine or whatever. And then you watch this, this show um over over your laptop and it's sort of a choose your own adventure as you go through it so I, I was quite intrigued by the format actually yeah and and there's so be, for the entire show there's uh mac brock who comes in with a narration um and kind of leads you through the story a little bit um but for the most part you get to choose between w- one or another story and yeah um, so, so Colleen, where, which, what was the first story that you chose? Um, so I loved actually signing into this experience and I signed in about 10 minutes early and it was just, um, all you could see was like somebody typing on a keyboard and they would ask you some questions and you'd sort of respond to them. So it was like, who are you watching with? Where, where are you? And then they sort of did like a little collage of the different people's answers. And I actually really like that was maybe almost my favorite part of the show because mm-hmm. it was a little bit mysterious and it was kind of echoing this whole COVID experience where there's just somebody out there saying words. And because you're seeing all these different responses, it's sort of, it, it was the most audience feel you could, I think you kind of can feel right now because you're doing this alone, but evidently in a group. And so I actually really loved that opening experience. Um so then you go in and you're invited to choose one experience or the other. Um, I chose uh, a, a study in self-worth or whatever it was, or self-loving. 
wherein you were invited to the bedroom of a woman who is having issues about body image and self-worth and doing some positive self-talk. And um, yeah, like I, I, I enjoyed it. it. But I think the brilliance of, of this concept was that, you know, it's hard to just sit and watch your computer laptop screen and be totally engrossed for that long. So they're all kind of like, I don't know what, five minute vignettes or maybe 10 minutes. So mm. it was just a beautiful snippet of a story from an artist who had filmed it entirely on their own. Um, yeah. So you just, just enough of just enough time to get like a little, a rich little concept. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I had the chance to, because I watched the show twice, I'll, I'll, I'll admit I got, I did get to see um, both Asia and new boys experience. Um, and I think that it was, um, it was really interesting in that they, uh, like both artists had like such a sort of like a very different take on what they wanted to portray and what they wanted to put out there. Um, and it was very cool that you got to just sort of like snap, um, s- snap between them. The one thing that I think that the tracks producers um, did or maybe did not realize is that you could actually just sort of like switch back and forth if you really wanted to. Um, I didn't know that. You definitely wanted to uh, experience the pieces one or the other. You didn't want to like have to jump back and forth. But the fact that you could, uh, I felt was kind of interesting in that way. After after the first piece is actually when you got to meet the narrator. The narrator didn't come in before. The narrator uh, he he came in afterward. So um so so well, what did you think of the um narrative that he brought to the piece? Well yeah so you, so you're invited to watch this first vignette or whatever it is and then and then you meet him and he's I, I'm sitting in his living room and the first thing he says is welcome I have no I had I no idea how to do what I'm doing right now like I'm sitting in my living room staring at a computer and trying to put on a show and I have, <laughs> I've done this a couple of times now but like I'm speaking into the void and I have no idea if this is good or not or not good but he said I have no idea if this is working and I actually I, I quite liked that um vulnerability just sort of coming right out of the gate um mm. and then he sort of talked about you know the concept a little bit and what the plan was and then he showed us a little bit of poetry unfortunately I don't know if this would have been true for everyone but the way it, sort of my screen worked the poetry didn't like I. I had just it, it didn't. I couldn't see it all in one screen, so I had trouble actually reading any of the pieces. And mm. then, and it was an interesting way that he presented it because he presented three different poems that he'd written recently, but then said they don't matter. Don't worry about them. Don't bother with them. And it was sort of like, well, why are you putting them there if they don't matter? And I just and I I found that just the way he was speaking and the, and, and I, I enjoyed what he had to say, but I found sometimes he was apologizing for what he was saying a lot and maybe just in his inflection or he would say something and then, and then, and then dismiss it a little bit. And I, I, I found that an odd interaction to be having with this, with this storyteller, because I thought like, don't <laughs> like, don't apologize. I'm I, you've got my attention. Tell me, tell me something. Right. Right. I really wanted to um, be there with the narrator, like when uh, presented in the character in the way that the character was. Um, just the the idea of um, and the story that he told about his knees buckling at the tracks um, yeah. as the train was going by. You know, like that was very 
um, this is something I felt I could really identify with. And, and, oh, and, um, true. no, I just sort of wanted it because I was interested in what he had to say. Like, you're right. The image of, of his knees buckling by the train track, it's a powerful image and it certainly struck a chord with me and made me, um, you know, like put me right in his shoes and I bought it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, just like stand and tell me what you have to say. Cause I'm here and I want to listen. Mm-hmm. Well, what about some of the stories that they were talking about? Um, what were some of the um, scenes that, that stuck with you or that you might still so, sort of resonate? Yeah, so my journey started with Asia in the um, an journey in self-love or whatever it was. And then I did the craft crafting adventure, which, um, yeah, I and then I went on to... <laughs> the crafting adventure too <laughs> yeah and then i went into the and then i went in, i went on to the marguerite's um the I, i'll love you forever um interpretation and then i did oh shoot i'm forgetting the name of it but it was quite abstract at the end and i you know maybe it maybe i'm obtuse but i i it, it failed to draw me in unfortunately the last piece um but the crafting adventure i was like this is odd. Like, okay, I'm going to roll with this. But then I found actually at the end, it was like, it had like a little moral at the end about, you know, even though you build sort of an ugly duckling castle, once, you know, once the magic is sort of put into it, it becomes this beautiful, strong castle. So I, so I got where they were going. I, I, I will admit I had, I was, I was skeptical. We were going somewhere and then, and then we did. And I, I was quite charmed by the end, but it took mm-hmm. a minute to get there. And then how about Marguerite's piece? Because oh, he... that piece is going to live with me forever. It ripped my guts out, like told me a story. Um, like, oh yeah, that was like, oh my God. The night that we watched the show, there was a little bit of technical problems. So you couldn't actually watch Mustafa's piece, though the one that was um, um, playing concurrent to it. Um, so you could only watch Mark's piece. So what what happens in that in that oh, monologue? God, it's it's um so they they've taken Robert Munch's I'll Love You Forever and they've um it, so the first two or three pages it's just sort of you know reading that book and you're like what's happening here and then and then as the story goes on they've sort of re they've rewritten the book from the perspective of the child of a of an alcoholic mother and <laughs> whoa. Like I was like, I was like, I don't want to be alone. Why am I alone in my living room right now? <laughs> and as a mother of two little boys, it was like, oh my god. <laughs> so that, yeah. piece, that piece just like roped me right in, kept me wrapped, made me have feelings, and then spit me out on the other side. So like, I loved that piece. That piece was incredible. I thought, but it was interesting because it was done very much in like a storybook pages being flipped. So it was very, you're right. It was very much prepared. Whereas the other ones were more performative. Um, Mm. But I thought it was very well done. So the last piece though, um, that you were, that you were able to experience, did you go with Haley or did you go with Moses? I went with Haley Mm -hmm. and it was, it was a, it was a very abstract, piece and I think that after you know sitting alone and by myself in the dark staring at my laptop for an hour or whatever it was I it just I I struggled to I struggled to get there with that story just I think you know like after you've been 
on this adventure for a while, like just inherently, you know, 40 minutes of a Zoom call is just plenty, right? So, um, <laughs> so after an hour and 20 minutes of, of watching it, I think just, I think just in, entirely format wise, the, 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 the formatting was, anyway, I, I don't, I didn't get it. <laughs> I'm a Philistine and I, whatever, but I just, it just felt really like it felt really abstract to me and there were just different images and voiceovers and it was, it was very produced, but I just, it was like, what are we getting out here? And I, so yeah. Well, I actually liked that I had to buy a ticket and I had to show up at a particular time and um, I liked that the vignettes were all sort of, you know, 10 minutes or less because just inherently this, this, this format, you know, you like your attention span is, is what it is. So I liked that I had to buy a ticket and show up on time. Like, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Like I did my hair cause I wasn't sure if it was like, <laughs> people would see me in the audience. So it was, I was almost excited. It was like, Oh, like I'm going out to an event on my couch. So I, I liked that. I liked the formality of like buy a ticket, show up at this time. Maybe it's worth looking nice. And although in the end that wasn't part of it, but, and that you're doing it in a group. Right. So, um, and that they've maybe captured on the fact that, you know, 10 minutes, more than 10 minutes in a storyline, you're maybe going to lose interest just simply because of the format. So I liked that. But Colleen, have you watched anything else online during this sort of like pandemic time that you wanted to like shout out to or or review? It was your recommendation. We watched that Sondheim uh, 90th birthday special. Oh, yeah. It was fun. It was, um, although that was very early on. That was like, like a couple of weeks, maybe two weeks into all of this. So yeah, I, I'm just, I'm finding that like, as we continue on, like, you know, at the beginning, it was like, I had Zoom calls every night, Zoom calls every day, Zoom calls at noon, Zoom calls at 10. And, you know, there's sort of a weariness to it. So I'm interested to see how this format, you know, if it will survive or if it, or if it will evolve. But I'm just finding like, you know, at the first three weeks of, of, of COVID isolation, you know, it was all about the Zoom every year on, you're on video calls 10 times a day. And I, I probably reasonably identify as a um, an extrovert, <laughs> and extra and and like COVID has been rough on the extroverts. Like I go jogging now, so just like I can see people in my neighborhood and wave to them. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. like maybe I'm I'm gonna say maybe you are not finding the same pressure. <laughs> I just I quite loved the opening where it was just this like really neutral questions, you know, like I. I was kind of intrigued by that. Like I, like there, like I think there's something to how they the vignettes in themselves were fine, but I think like the way that they opened the show, like I, there's something to that. Hmm. Yeah. Like I feel I I do feel that that sort of that that just sort of like someone waiting and listening, mm-hmm. um, waiting for you to put in your comment and 
and uh and then to see it like retyped or whatever if you if one of the comments that you put in did get picked up uh like it it, it was that that made it special that made it feel intimate yeah. and and meaningful um and that I, I think that was really cool knowing that you were in an audience of probably not very many um i think that in at one point he said that there was like 40 or 45 people uh watching the show at that time so 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 in that way i think it made you feel special just for being there yeah well the way they started it really drew me in like to some extent more so than some of the vignettes frankly and I think that there would be something to say. And because and, when I was pitched watching the show, I was sort of told it was sort of a choose your own adventure. So I think there really would be something in an actual choose your own adventure show like this, where every five minutes you get to pick which scene to see. Like, I think there would really be something in that. This episode of I Don't Get It is brought to you by Inventures Unbound, the ultimate platform for innovators, investors, and industry to share, inspire, and interconnect virtually. Even in these times of distancing, connection and innovation are more important than ever. Join the launch of this virtual community with live stream events on June 3rd and 4th. The opening keynote is renowned neuroscientist Tally Sherritt, who will speak on how investors and innovators can harness optimism and vastly improve their decision-making skills. Other Topics will include smarter cities, vibrant communities, healthier living, broader thinking, agriculture in the technology age, and innovation of work. And you won't want to miss the all-out live stream pitch battle event. Who doesn't love a pitch battle? To access Unbound, get your pass at adventurescanada.com. That's I-N-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S Canada.com. This episode is also brought to you by The Loop, a new podcast from CBC Edmonton. There's always more to the story and more to learn about our city. That's what The Loop is for. Host Tara McCarthy of Edmonton AM takes you behind the scenes every week, sharing the details that don't make it into a typical radio or TV story. Last week's episode looks closer at how the new normal is shaping up. Wallace Snowden walks through the retail landscape in a city that's famous for a mall. There's a deep dive into Edmonton's live music industry with Brent Oliver and reporter Kashmala Fida shares her experience celebrating a solitary month of Ramadan. Find The Loop on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find it online at cbc.ca slash Edmonton. All right. Well, that's all we got this week, folks. Nice short little ditty for you. Um, thank you again to Colleen Fian for going uh, with us on that ride through tracks this week. Uh, everyone, uh, go go see some shows from the safety of your home Wi-Fi. And if you can send those artists a donation, please do. They sure could use it. Bye. I Don't Get It is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or check us out on albertapodcastnetwork.com or the CKUA radio app. I Don't Get It is recorded on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton, Alberta in the Edmonton Community Foundation's podcast studio. Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli and you can find more of Ghibli's music by going to ghibli.bandcamp.com. I Don't Get It is produced by Andrew Paul, Fonda Mithrush, and Paul Blenov. Sit here thinking,